You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 330th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim Vanderhays in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt Vander Allen in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer Vanderhow in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, you guys, if if we're all wrapped up here, I can grab the check and uh, we can get oh, going. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I want to. No, I want to no, get no, some no. too, Spencer. I want to. No, no. This check's on. No, no it's mine. No, no. no I, I, I took no. you guys here. I think you guys had it last time. I'm I'm gonna get the check this time. No, you guys. I can't no. let you do that. No, I I am not. I'm at, I'm not happy with this. Well, I mean, what other option do we have? I guess we could all pay a little. We could go Dutch. Did it hit? Did they laugh? I think well, they're I, laughing. I, I, I think they're laughing. Yeah, it, was a, it was a good dramatic pause um, before you. we checked in. Well, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. We've got so much to talk about this week. Clearly, Cyclocross <laughs> World Championships is on the top of the docket. I almost introduced myself as Arnold Schwarzenegger from 1987 uh, blockbuster Predator, whose name was Dutch in that movie. Was his name Dutch? Oh. I uh, have no uh, Ed O'Neill movie Dutch references other than the poster, so sorry. Well, okay. I, I just got done jumping rope, two jump ropes with some neighborhood kids. You could say I was double dutching. Oh, <laughs> you could I guess say you that. could say that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, here we are. Obviously, I think the topic that's on everyone's <laughs> mind is when you think of Belgium, you obviously think of beachside resorts. Mm-hmm. And God. I know you can't wait in July to go to Oostend and uh, just enjoy that nice 70 degree sun, nice, beautiful brown beaches. <laughs> like I, um, Anyway, uh, course was definitely the highlight of the weekend for my take. What was that um, flyover over the highway? Was that a 21% climb <laughs> and then descent straight into the the most epic beach um, scene of all time. The best part about this course, um, my editorial point of view is that there was no barrier. Like, mm-hmm. th- like it wasn't like, Oh, here's a, like three mi- three meter m- wide minimum course. Like this was just eh, 800 meters wide because you can either run close in the sand or you can go all the way down to the ocean, ride through the waves mm-hmm. and it'd be nice and hard packed. It was great. Which no, I loved it. Nobody, awesome. nobody ran in the sand. Everyone rode in the waves the whole weekend. Now, I think. look, you've been talking about this course for like two or three years now at this point. Well, it's a little different than that other one, but I do like the giant flyover with the bomb into the sand. I mean, who doesn't want to get a little speed before the sand? Like, right. we always try to accelerate a little bit, and what better way to accelerate than uh, dropping down like three stories? Very true. And it, yeah, so overall. It was uh, pretty rad. We got some uh, listener emails that we're going to be talking about it um, in a little bit as well. But I do think that uh, that the takeaway that I had was that 
all is right with the world. Mm -hmm. Everything is back to a semblance of reality. (laughs) Really? And that's mostly, oh yeah, Matthew Vanderpool won again. I was going to say, there's no fans there, so it it didn't feel like that. (laughs) Uh, Oh no, I'm going from strictly racing point of view. From racing, yes. The Dutch are on top and that, that's the new the new world cycle cross order. So yes, yeah, they're uh, they're looking down in more ways than one now. They're not just taller than everyone, mm-hmm. but yep. they're also on top of the world, on top of the podium. <laughs> well done. They invented the best way to pay for meals after um, eating out, and they also invented the best way to ride bicycles, best mm-hmm. way to jump rope. What can't they do? Yeah, make potato chips. Um, so anyways, little guy, let's get into, um, the racing today specifically. Let's start with the men's side, uh, Matthew Vanderpool taking the win over Wout Van Aert and then a hard fought battle for the third step on the podium yeah. to an arts being victorious over little known British racer, Tom Pitcock. Tim, it's, it sounds like you think Vanderpool had the ride of the day, probably of the weekend. Uh, little guy, do you agree with that? Or do you think somebody else had the ride of the day in the, uh, in the men's elite race? Oh, I don't even know where you're going with this. So no, take me there. Well, take me. I mean, I disagree with Tim is where I'm going with it, but oh, I just yeah. want to see if, uh, you know, if you're on board or not. Uh, well, I mean, Vanderpool did win, so I'm going to call that the ride of the day, but I, I was impressed with Sweek coming back for fifth or whatever, but okay. where are you going? Uh, I'm going <laughs> ride of the day, salvaging this season is... Wout Vanner, okay. an incredible, incredible ride going into this race, knowing that it's a two horse race, right? Between you and the best rider in the world, right? Like you're going to lose and, <laughs> and it's, it's you or him for sure. Yeah. And the weight of the world on your shoulders to somehow beat him. Incredible. Played it to perfection. Goes out hard. Two. Went out hot. Forces the crash, gets the gap. Looks like the hero flats and then it's like oh well uh, best i you know i had it there i, I probably would have won but mm. finishes second where he conspiracy? was guaranteed to finish anyway is this conspiracy corner wow. no this is this is this is playbook okay. this is classic belgian yeah, yeah. playbook this is why they brought in sven to coach the belgian national team because they were like we need to make it look like a win even though we're guaranteed to lose okay i see what you're saying well i didn't know if you were saying that maybe that tire that was a super rookie flat. No, no, no. This was this well. It was pre-planned. There was probably something in there, some pin he had to pull at some point or something. But he was uh, using orange seal instead of stands. Like just yeah. didn't mesh with the. Yeah, not enough glitter inside the uh, the old no, tube. Gotta have the glitter. Yeah. yeah, I love that technique. I still have a tub of glitter on my workstand. Yeah. For trying to fix tubulars. So, but I, I think it's incredible because he walks away. With the place he would have got anyway, but looking like a hero, looking like a guy <laughs> yes. who almost dethroned the king instead of, oh, yeah, well, got second. Big, you know, we knew that. That's a good point. That's a really good point. You yeah. did a good job of uh, of selling this. I'll buy it. Sadly, Matthew Vanderpool still won, but I, I do agree that, you know, wow, uh, you know, uh, well, you could take the day off tomorrow. How about that? You, you know, you did a good job, but you still got second place. So I will say on the men's race and the totality of cross season, I'm going to um, venture back. So we're on episode 330. So for the last six weeks, last two months, the championship belt, the Slow Ride Podcast championship belt has been with Simon Geschke. Uh-huh. Um, for good I, reason. I think. For very good reason. Yeah, yeah, very good. 
I mean, I'm sure he's listening to the podcast right now and he's he's cursing my name because I'm going to say that he should no longer have the championship belt. Really? Yeah, I think it I think we need to go back to our second ever two-time championship belt mm-hmm. uh winner and I I think it needs to go back to Matthew Vanderpool here in episode uh 330 mostly just because he delivered when it mattered. Yeah. He had all the pressure in the world on him to win. He came back from a crash and did it. Um, yeah. I mean, and also last week when he was just like committing to the rut like crazy. Beautiful. He's had a pretty good pretty good uh, run of races. And I think it'd be a shame if uh, we do not have a cyclocross racer that is the champion of the world also have the Slow Ride Podcast championship belt. So I nominate okay. to the committee Matthew Vanderpool. Yeah, I'd second that for the for the men's. Mm-hmm. You know, Belt. I'm here on the uh, IMDb uh, dot com page for Predator still, okay. and did you guys know that the actor who played the Predator also played the hi- helicopter pilot? Like he had two no. roles. That's weird. Wow, it's Re- amazing. Really makes you think. That's good budget. Yeah. Really, yeah. Whoever was yeah. producing We're, that part of the movie was really, yeah. I, I I ain't got time to bleed, Spencer. Uh-huh. We need to we we need to come to a decision here. Um, I mean, I see I see what you're saying, and I could be swayed that way. I I want to as a as a thirty percent stakeholder in this committee. I I want to avoid just passing it back and forth from Primos to Matthew. Over and over and over again, because that's that's what all the all the big wig media is doing with their championship belts. So you know, I I have a soft spot for Geshka keeping it, mm-hmm. but he hasn't really done any. He hasn't done any more cameos or anything. Um, that's true. Throw us a bone, recently. Geshka. Yeah. What about this, yeah. Spencer? Did slightly derail us and take us over to the road scene for a second? We had the first uh-huh. road race like road real road race in Europe of the year. Yeah. yeah and yeah. uh a Frenchie <laughs> on AG two R right out the gates. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. mess his name up, Perrette Pintre won, taking it right to the top for AG two R. Maybe maybe we gotta give second it to him. Second win. Second second win of twenty twenty one for yeah. AG two R. Only twenty three more to go. Are you suggesting AG two R as a whole take the championship belt until they're dethroned? I mean, we did sort of. I mean, we. I mean, we. We were. We were hopeful for them, but I don't think any what? of us thought that the first chance that they got again <laughs> yeah. to win, they would win. And I so right. far the, the New like, Jersey are amazing. Yeah. What is what is more impressive, AG two R winning anything or Matthew Vanderpool winning Cyclocross Worlds? What is well, what is more un- Vanderpool was expected. This uh, guy isn't even a sprinter, and he beat a sprinter. So I mean, I yeah. would like to formally nominate. AG2R as a collective you whole. You guys are insane. <laughs> or the championship Cause, belt. Because this would be the most slow ride thing of all time. And I know that all of the people complain that we don't talk enough about cyclocross are now going to go, AG2R got the championship belt. What is this? And I totally agree. Let's give it to AG2R. <laughs> um, I, I think that... <laughs> they can at least be understudies, you know? Just in case Vanderpool takes the weekend I, off, like they can have it when I he's just not think racing. That, no, they're, they're the cruiserweight. 
yeah. title lists. But uh, I just think that it, it needs to come off uh, Simon Geschke and Matthew Vanderpool did more than enough to to take this uh, championship true. belt. But I, I am with Spencer. I think that we need to really, really dig down into so, okay. what it is that it's done. And this is world championship, but what he did last week, the way he was closing it down to Wout before the flat tire, like, so we got two. We got two votes, you and Matt for Vanderpool. We got two votes, me and Tim for AG2R. I we mean, need I a unanimous vote. I kind of vote for it too. <laughs> Are you voting officially for AG2R? Because that's I mean, going no, to give I'm it to I'm officially him. voting for Vanderpool, but I, my my heart just to. Be there gone. are two <laughs> nominations on the table. No, I I think I think the real belt. Okay. Vanderpool How about this? Has How about this? <laughs> let's let's address the Vanderpool issue first, since it got brought up. I will agree that he has been impressive all year long. Not like let alone this cross season, let alone this race. And we give him the belt from Geshka. <laughs> now we need to address the AG2R <laughs> issue. Does he okay. immediately lose the belt and get it handed oh. to AG2R? Hmm. Okay. So so full agreement. Currently, the holder of the belt is Matthew Vanderpool after his dominating performance at um, the World Championships. Yes. And the, the, the you know, cross season. In general. Yeah. Now Spencer is nominating AG2R to take to rip it away from Matthew Vanderpool in less than 30 seconds on the Slow Ride podcast because a guy whose name I can't even, won't even try to pronounce, won a French race I've never even heard of. Oh, but it was it so French that they sent half the peloton in the wrong direction during the race. It was awesome. And, and hey, first one of the year. What and better way? Rusty. Yeah. And what better way to um to put Psychocross where it belongs by having Matthew Vanderpool immediately lose the belt right like right out like oh real racing started boys. It's real racing. France. I don't even know if I believe that, but whatever. I'll concur just so uh, we can so, move on and choose so the women's want, belt. All right, AG2R is now the <laughs> SF team. On has, has the belt. Okay. Um, on the women's side of Cyclocross World Championships, uh, I wouldn't say it was really surprising, but Lucinda Brand, Brand wins by eight seconds over Anne-Marie Wurst. And Denise Betsema, little guy's favorite <laughs> women's cyclist. I don't know if that's true. That was an exciting uh, race, though. In, in yeah. a solid third place and Slow Ride Podcast Championship belt holder Carmen Del Alvarado mm-hmm. in sixth place. Yeah. Behind American Clara Hosinger. Hosinger, sorry, in fourth. So, um, Lucinda Brand, great job. What a wonderful season mm-hmm. for Lucinda Brand of this year. Incredible yeah. season. Great season, great race. Though I wish Alvarado could have been there. There's no kind of more disappointing way for the mm-hmm. defending champion to kind of lose out than the first corner yeah and that's that's got to really that's got to really stink so you didn't really in that sense get a chance i mean obviously you fall down you fall down so it is what it is but um a little scary there for a while betsimo was looking good Uh, yeah that was uh, things things got a little dicey i think uh the internet 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 uh cycling world was uh getting a little nervous a little hotter on the collar you know i don't i don't understand that little guy um. Why? What possibly? Uh, I've could heard be people going don't really like Betsima because she got, she got popped. You know, Did you hear that? <laughs> is it popped. because is it because she got popped or is it because she only served like two months and then came back and still wouldn't admit to like, right? The 
the truth that she Look, doped, right? Like it's a bit of everything. I mean, now we talk a I lot about doped riders too. So. Like I, I, I stackite for sure. That's why I don't like her. Stackite is, but brutal. I think it, it is. It's more criminal than the doping, yeah. um, apparently. But I do think that we do. A lot of people shout us out. They try to call us out, like some Johnny Come Latelys that you know listening to the podcast are like, "Oh, you guys love Valverde. He's a doper." And it's like, "Yeah, you know what I do." Mm-hmm. And he showed absolutely no remorse. <laughs> so why is he? Why is she different? Yeah, and there's no than logic. Valverde. I get it. There's no logic. Like, but you know what? I like watching Valverde race and. Well, I won a bunch of money on him when I betted on him winning the world championship. So that reinforced it. And he's, he's been with horse. the team. He's been with the same. He's yeah. been with the same team forever. Like, well, I don't know. I respect that. I think, you know, I think I'm going to try from now on to just cheer for Betsima because of this non-logical <laughs> system we have. And I, and like when she got off the lead, I was like, Oh man, I want her to win. And part of me had to reassess that and think maybe I should root for her. Cause who, why do I care? At the end of the day, I've I've rooted for other dopers, and I think, you know, I'll admit I like know much more about the men's side, and I like have more, more more like attachment to like old dopers on that side. So I I wanna I need to do more research and maybe find some other dopers uh, on the women's side to like uh, become fans of. I'm trying to grow as a person, and mm-hmm. so I'm gonna root for Betsema yeah. until I can find somebody dirtier. To find I'm sure that's just like. going to win you a ton of fans. So should yeah. we make the Slow Ride Podcast Twitter account just like a just a, a <laughs> Betsima Stan account, just to really just yeah. get some get some love? Just I people mean, really just like yeah, nothing makes wow, sense. What, like what did we, the Slow Ride Podcast really get into Denise Betsima? This is amazing. I All you right. know I mean sometimes she's kind of an exciting racer. She she's holding it off for a while. She made that race exciting. Like if anybody else had been off the front that. Maybe I liked more as a rider. I would have just been like, oh, okay, they're off the front, they're off the front. But the fact that it was her, you had the baddie of the race off the front, and you had a bunch of the riders needs- you generally cheer for trying to get on terms for a long time, and then you had a good battle. I mean, it made it a pretty epic race. So mm-hmm. The world needs bad guys to live, right, to, to exist. Like For us to have topics to talk about on this podcast, we need, we need bad guys and bad people. And we can appreciate what it is that they do. <laughs> I don't know if she fully embraces being the enemy of the state, though. Yeah. That's like, like she needs to start really hamming it up, like just showing up to the finish, like when she, when they're doing the start line thing and they're zooming in on the tires, like swatting away the camera, just like just taking everything out, coming to the start line with a boa, like Jesse Ventura. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that would have gone well. You know, something weekend. like that. <laughs> Spencer, that was a predator reference um, for you. Just, just want to throw that out there. Right. If you're still on the IMDb, uh, I I am. I yeah, we got Jesse right um, here. Um, so into the race for the women's side, I do think after this season, I am nominating uh, Brandt to take the Slow Ride Podcast Championship belt, strictly because of the all-around dominating performance. And yes, Alvarado was racing extremely well for the last um, couple weeks but brand pretty much wire to wire for all of cyclocross season this year yeah and i don't think we've even on this podcast have given enough shine to the performance that she's put together that's true yeah i i I would second her nomination for the belt for sure it's no yeah i mean you make a strong point again i'm not going to disagree with that but i do want to a little bit Oh, I want to stress that our uh, our championship belt in my heart of hearts 
should not always just go to the most recent world champion like Alvarado to Brand is like it feels a little cheap to me. Not not to take anything away from Brand's ride or Brand's season, which was incredible. But I, I think no, I, that I think the championship belt from the Slow Ride podcast goes to the most incredible ride or most incredible action in the case of Simon Geska. Um of of recent times, right? And I th- well, <laughs> to be fair, we did just <laughs> rip it out of Matthew Vanderpool's hands and give it to right. a French team because uh, of some race we've never heard of on the road. And I'm, I I don't think this ride beats Brand, so I am willing to back Brand and make this unanimous so we can move on. But I would have nominated, I think, um, for consideration, Clara Hansiger's ride to fourth place because mm-hmm. that was far better than I would have expected uh, out of this race against this field. And I thought it was the ride of the race. Mm-hmm. Um, but not even on the podium. Brand did have a, a monster comeback to chase down Betsuma, um for, you know, with the whole internet willing her on, she found the power. And, uh, you know, that's got to be respected. So I, I, I do back this one. Yeah, but, I see your point. Definitely, um, yeah, above above where I thought she was going to finish. Not that I didn't think she'd have a good race, but I didn't not think top five. So, so overall, um, let's get into like just just kind of quick summaries. Um, we had uh, Pim Ronhar win men's U twenty three over Ryan Camp and Timo Kylik, and then you had a Dutch party on the top. Uh, two steps for the women's U23 with Kata Vos of Hungary in third place uh, behind Femme Van Ampel and Anik Van Alphen. Overall, I think the big takeaway, again, as I said earlier, is the course. Fantastic. Loved it. Loved every moment of it. Yeah. Better than a barge out in the <laughs> middle of the ocean or whatever the I, hell that was last year. I I don't know. It, I Maybe with fans it would have come off a little better. Yeah. I mean, it was a really, it's, it was a good course, but I, I just imagine some of those, even though like the twisty parts that looked fun in the grass, um, if there had been 15,000 crazy drunkards screaming in that part, I feel like it just would have been more fun. But that's been the story of the season. Courses that we've known, they just feel different without fans. And sometimes, yeah, you're kind of like, really? This is like the most epic section ever. And it feels a little... It's missing a little yeah. something, obviously, and it's well, hard you just to want, The only thing that would have made that section better out on the beach is if, like, in the area, like, if they just had a guy playing frisbee with his dog, just kind of like, oh, yeah. there's a race, <laughs> like, go, there, go get it. I mean, maybe there would have the been people in the, in the surf. Maybe there would have been, like, 50 people just standing in the surf in, like, full wetsuits, you know? Could you wetsuits. have it's, navigated... It's could you have navigated a small boat out into the water there and watched the race... Um, up close, as yeah. close as you could get, um, without needing to buy a ticket and all that stuff, and getting arrested for going in there. That see, that's this is things we could have come come, we could have learned if if, you know, like scuba divers popping up right before the race, <laughs> would like be pretty no awesome, one's though. there in the U twenty three race, and then pop, 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 a bunch yeah. of heads. Maybe a periscope comes up because there's a sub. Maybe there's like a a Russian sub captain that's really into cross, and he suddenly they. <laughs> surfaces uh, yeah, he just wants it's, to go to montana yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe were you guys uh impressed by the rides of uh 
Zendik Stebar and Heinrich Hausler. I, I was uh, going to yes. say that Stebar still getting what? 17th or 18th? Yeah. Um, yeah. Somewhere in there was pretty awesome. And then Heinrich Hausler, by the way, on the, uh, Mitch Docker podcast, both of them was fantastic. Loved yeah. it. I don't know if you guys caught the, the his uh, when Mitch Docker does his little life in the Peloton, like mm-hmm. little like five question answer. Yeah. Did you see what Heinrich Hausler said was his favorite all time kit? Oh, uh, yeah. he was into the Fossa Bordalo, and I forget Fossa Bordalo. That's no, but when the when the metal when the pedal got put to the metal, when he yeah. had to make a choice, he was like Fossa Bordalo. Yeah, and it was like yeah. quick. And Such a good like, kit. Love that dude. Huge <laughs> I, fan. I mean, the, the testament My to... My favorite Austrian cyclist. <laughs> I mean, I've never been a huge fan of his, and a testament to, to Mitch's show is that he interviews people, writers sometimes who I don't have a strong connection to, and then I listen to the 50 minutes of it, and then I'm a fan afterwards. So, so Heinrich Hausler got 35th place. Yeah. Um, right. It's that, not too I shabby. Mean, dude, huh? he's going to be off the front at Umloop. We yeah. know it. Like, like he's, he's got the fitness, the little guy training plan. Um, actually, the little guy, he's uh, he's going to give you 1% of his winnings um, this year because of uh, <laughs> copying your training plan. But yeah, Spencer, major shout. Uh, th- thank Solid shout for bringing those up. Yeah. Um, I do like that. So overall, uh, Cross Worlds was there. And then I want I think we got to give a special shout out to friends of the podcast and fellow wide angle podium um, uh, member. Uh, cyclocross radio for the consistent coverage of everything cyclocross so that mm-hmm. i feel somewhat educated when i'm talking to my my friends and whatnot so thanks to bill zach and michael from the media pit and then also uh bill and zach doing their um cr- cyclocross or cx hairs bulletin um email newsletter i felt that i always was kind of up to date on everything so what a great year for them um, I hope that the cyclocross criterium calendar is, is an enjoyable one for the, uh, the races that now happen after world championships that uh, apparently still matter. I don't know, guys, I think, I think it's time to get back into road racing and other dumb stuff that we love about cycling outside of racing in an ocean. Yeah. Mostly dumb stuff. Let's just get into dumb stuff. Yeah. So speaking of dumb stuff, let's uh, check in with our correspondent in Europe, Michael Matthews. See how he's coming along for the season with the brand new, um, not Mitchelton Scott squad. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, if you could fix it, fix us in post, yeah. uh, team bike exchange. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's get to the pre lap. My name is Matthew Vanderpool, and I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast. Hey guys, here we are in the Prem Lab. We'd like to thank all of the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com to check out how you can support this show or all of the other shows that are on the podcast network. Sign up by hitting donate, and we really appreciate it. If you ever want to buy us a beer... This is our ask to you. Become a donating, subscribing member of the Wide Angle Podium Network. It means a lot to us, and it supports the podcasts that you like. And another way that you can support the Wide Angle Podium and the Slow Ride Podcast is by heading over to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee and getting your very own limited Grimper Brothers blends of coffee. 
So once again, that's wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to get the two blends for you. Yeah. Yeah, there's been so much good stuff coming out uh, on the Wide Angle Podium lately that is super exciting. I know uh, you are a big fan, Tim, of the Nowhere Fast podcast. Um, You've been taking in all the Zwift racing and e-racing news that's been happening and figuring out how you can dope your uh, kicker trainer into um, victories of your own. This is this is very true because I want to because little guy's looking for a favorite doper. It's going to be me <laughs> when I'm e-doping yeah. on Zwift. And since I've been listening to Nowhere Fast with Zach um, and uh, uh, KBH, Kevin, KBH, yeah. and uh, is it, oh, my Peter. Nope. Uh, nope. Try again. The guy, he's in Mad- Madison. Uh, uh, <laughs> Mike. He's in Madison. It's, Brett it's Favre. It's fine. It's fine. Mike. Mike. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, it is your best shot at a, uh, at a world championship striped Jersey that you could legitimately sort of maybe win, you know, mm-hmm. if you played your cards right. Um, but we've also got Criterium Nation over there, which has been churning out like NPR quality, uh, shows yeah. about criterium racing, which is just, it's such an underrated show. It's incredible. It is underrated. Also, I'm just going to jump in here. The, uh, Rob, Rob Kelly's Instagram account where for criterium nation. So you go to criterium nation, and you can see like all great photos of criterium racing here in the U S and kind of the culture around it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Rob was such an accomplished bike racer too. Like it, like I'm getting little glimpses of like, oh, here's a guy that actually knows what he's talking about. Whereas like we obviously know what we're talking about because everyone knows about our qualifying nationals qualifying run in the team sprint in 2004 mm-hmm. where we placed three out of three. But it was high enough in the district to make it to nationals. Um, I mean, Rob busting it out all the time, like all these like crazy winning jerseys that he has framed. I don't know. It was pretty impressive. Yeah. Just throw it out there. Some people yeah. have yeah. real credentials. About. Yeah, he's yeah he's probably the most legit uh, journalist and producer and bike racer on this network. So uh, if you are unfamiliar, I would highly recommend going to check out uh, Criterium Nation, which you can find anywhere you find podcasts or at wideanglepodium.com. And uh, let's see, you talked about coffee. Uh, we talked about donating. We did not talk about the Miracle Wap which is the chamois cream that you're going to need for your world championship run, Tim, uh, available at bucklerskincare.com. It's, it's really good for my skin. Um, I actually uh, use it all over, and it just, I feel That's so smooth. A little TMI. Mm-hmm. A little TMI. This, yeah. this show is for all ages. Um, <laughs> it's the new chamois cream. I mean, shaving cream. It's uh-huh. amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, the tingle is the miracle. Go experience it for yourself. <laughs> Ask uh, when you check out in the notes. Just put in, you know, you want the full Tim Hayes experience, and uh, they'll know what you mean. <laughs> just just get the big tub. Big tub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, let's get back to the show. Yeah, let's get back to the show. This is a disaster. everybody and uh yeah enjoy your star ride podcast all right guys here we are at the back of the show obviously people want us to answer their emails we get emails all the time 
theslowridepodcast at gmail.com. So let's get right into it. This one comes to us from Warren Levinson. Greetings from the time machine. Dear Tim, Spencer, and Matt, I caught up, sort of. I don't know if you remember me, but I wrote to you a little more than a year ago about being on a plotting path to listen to every episode from the beginning in order. And at that point, I was about three years behind. I'm writing to report (laughs) that I have caught up after a fashion. I still haven't arrived at the current show, but I have heard the one episode 279 where you read and discuss my letter. That was a real treat. As you predicted... I have been enjoying the Peter Sagan era. I have also been charmed by the arrival and adventures of the little Tom Boonen, Tom Boonen, and Heimar Zubeldia. I think Matt even slipped once and said Tom's actual name, but I have forgotten what it is. I was horrified to learn about Tim's stroke and relieved to hear of his recovery. I'm delighted by Abby Mickey's appearances as a co-host. More, please. Yeah, maybe we'll get Abby back on. Bad news. Abby, <laughs> bad, bad news. She hasn't been on the show for a while. <laughs> yeah, she hasn't been on the show for a while, but Abby uh, has a great podcast, which we've talked about. Um, yes. Freewheeling. Uh, check yeah. it out. Um, and of your promotion of women's cycling in general. Well, thank you. Um, check out Abby's podcast to get real in-depth stories on the women's cycling uh, mm-hmm. when we're not arguing about Lucinda Brand's worthiness as the title belt holder. I, I took a look at Twitter posts on hashtag AskSlowRide and wondered at first why I didn't understand the references. Then, of course, I realized that to me, these posts were all from the future. I'm still getting my head around this time travel nature of this enterprise. Yeah. I do have a question that I thought might have been answered by these three years of shows. and Maybe it was, but I missed it, as I am only about three quarters listening most of the time. What's the origin... What's the origin of the term Fred and dentist to denote cyclists with more money than sense or riding ability? I know what a Fred is, and I've encountered them, especially in this plague year. Hope it's over whenever year it is we are in now. But why Fred? Why And why dentist instead of, say, hedge funder? I'll hang up and take my answers on the air in six months or a year. All the best, Warren Levinson. Woo. Okay. Thanks, Warren. I love... I love getting notes from him. Those are the best. Yeah. yeah. So two things. He, what term Fred? Uh, well, well, I, I mean, I think, I think we need to figure out where, like there's a time space continuum thing happening here that I don't completely understand. And I, it's going to frame the context of how we need to answer this question. Okay. So we need to figure out where he is. Mm-hmm. He's at least, so we're on episode 330. He's listening to 280 mm-hmm. or 279. So we assume that he's probably in like the 280s somewhere, which was 40 shows ago. So he's still a year behind. He's, he's about a year. year behind. Okay. Yeah. So he know like, we've probably started talking about how cycling shouldn't be happening, right? Because we would have been in plague time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otherwise, hate to break it to you, Warren. Not much bike racing for a good solid three or four months. You saw a real peak slow ride podcast. Some people would say we were just about to catch our stride. Yeah. 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 All right. So f- the term Fred is derogatory. I think we can all yes. kind of set that baseline. It is and- not a good thing um, mm-hmm. to be 
referred to as or to refer to others as. It's I, it's. I, I will say that I used to say it a lot, but Spencer, I think you did a very good point there, where it's it's derogatory even to say about others. I don't think I've used the term Fred to describe a cyclist in at least a, two years. Hmm. Like I've like I'm proud of myself for like because I'm just I want more people to ride bikes so. Right. However you look or whatever you do, I will say that I have heard from um, some coworkers of mine that in Germany, in Germany they are not called Freds; they are called Franks. <laughs> uh, Just a little more formal. Yeah, and does that have anything to do with sausages? Yeah, it might. It, it might. Um, just the sausage casing, mm-hmm. just zipped up and too small of a jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know where the term Fred comes from do you yeah no i think this predates like our uh you know i feel like that term has been around for a long time and you know i don't i don't know if we have the juice as a podcast like we have an amazing amount of listeners like an incredible far too many people listen to the show but i still don't think we have the chutzpah to say fred is done like we're putting kibosh on it and we're coming up with something else um but you know, it's probably not a bad idea to retire from your lexicon. Yeah. Unless you're a dentist. And that brings or us to the second. Or your name is Fred. That's true. Yeah, that's a very good point. I always feel bad for uh, for the cyclists out there. Little guy, while we're doing this, why don't you go to Pro Cycling Stats and type in the name Fred and see who the best Fred oh. of all time is. Oh, um, that's so a we good can, search. Yeah. I will do that. All right. All right. Keep going. You haven't done that yet. Okay. So the next thing is the dentists. Um, I I think we've we just assume that all dentists have a a titanium bike, a Moots or whatever. That's not derogatory. It's just that <laughs> dentists tend to really like to ride bikes and probably have a lot of money from all of the root canals I've had to get in my life. That uh, you know, hey, yeah, riding a titanium bike. I I sort of assume the hedge funders aren't actually riding. Dentists is about. As rich as you're still gonna ride. Uh, yeah, hedge funders are doing like CrossFit or something. Like they they just got to get in and get out, yeah. power through a, a, a workout, mm-hmm. um, slam a couple smoothies or whatever. And yeah. you know, dentists seem extremely chill. I think if you're a dentist and you ride a bike, you need to own that. Like you need to not look at that as a negative. Being like, oh, people are gonna just buy the titanium bike, man. Just do it. Embrace it. It's a wonderful lifestyle. It is. See, that's the difference between Fred. And dentist is like, dentist is aspirational, right? Like we all want to have the titanium bike and the chill lifestyle uh, and time with which to ride it and enjoy it. I love the idea of the chill lifestyle of a dentist. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's pinnacle. I mean, come on. Don't uh, don't shortchange the hedge funders either, though. I mean, uh-huh. I think that uh, really, <laughs> Tim. Well this game has to stop. <laughs> yeah, this game. Oh, all right, Woo. all right, we're doing good. All right, all right. Um, so, little guy, best ever, Fred. Uh, you know, I have not heard of any of them, so I searched for Freddie. <laughs> I was trying to get Freddie Rodriguez. It probably, it has yeah. to be Freddie Rodriguez. Fast huh? Freddie Rodriguez. Yeah, but right, just Freds. No, I'm not getting any hits here, really. So, sorry. National champ or aced in Europe. He's got the pedigree. It's there's no better Fred. There's, there's no also faster Fred. Freddie Freddie Martins or whatever too. So I don't know how you sp- spell his his Freddie. Nah, nah, I don't buy it. Fast Freddie, king of the Freds. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, well, thanks for the email, Warren. Um, great to hear from you. Uh, let's talk about cross worlds footage. Ugh. This email comes to us from Casey Witt, who emails the slow ride podcast at gmail.com with, okay, everyone. Forgive any long-windedness, but I think something needs to be said about the lackluster engagement on part of the UCI World's production team. Boring. We can't allow for a stateside Worlds event to be so pitiful for those watching from afar. I'm not speaking about a lack of excitement in the racing or the storylines leading into the race. They were all there. A few points along with my arguments. One, this event was close to in-person attendees. That's a mm -hmm. good thing. That also creates the opportunity to put into place some framework or infrastructure to provide a very high-level experience from a web viewer's perspective. Ooh. Maybe using telescoping booms, cable cams, and aerial coverage from along the waterfront and along the trusses of those massive flyovers would have been sus sensational compared to what I had to suffer through from the flow sports <laughs> feed here in good old yeah. America. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You guys agree? Yeah. It, I got to say... A distinct lack of cable cams. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just there for the cable cams. And they cams. have the whole beach. Why do they not have like an ATV going on the beach? Why didn't they have? Why didn't they get Hoss, uh, the Hoff from Baywatch and just go up and down in the ATV searching mm -hmm. the scene with a uh, camera? He was at a cyclocross race in Germany. Ah, okay. Yeah. Point I mean, two. Oh, there's more. Oh, good. Okay. Revisit the coverage of X20 shell the cross from earlier this season for what an engaging camera work along a beachfront could look like note taken i'll mm -hmm. do that casey point three who is it or sorry who is it that whoever makes the uci world cup promo commercials and highlight videos didn't have a say in the live coverage at least that person has learned <laughs> to take what they're given and make something exciting out of it yeah, yeah. All very right. true so I, very if, true if i'm picking up uh, what's being put down here is there's a lot of shade being put down and I'm loving yeah, every moment of this. Yeah. They're saying, uh, USA cycling, UCI, the promoters at Fayetteville, the gauntlet has been thrown down that we need to see some NFL, good old American style, Super Bowl level production because all the heroes are going to be watching it on the live stream. And, uh, you know, we, we really show them need how to, it's done. yeah, we need to, uh, really lay down the law and, and raise the bar, um, and show them what we're made of. Here's what I we need say. a big studio. Well, I was gonna say, we just gotta get Joe Buck, all those weird little facts, like <laughs> zoom in on wow. And like any time that Matthew Vanderpool unclips his foot for one second, wow, is 36% more likely to win, you know? Like yeah, we definitely need a weather person on the scene mm -hmm. to talk about like, oh, you know, we got the barometric pressure dropping, but only talking Fahrenheit so that all those euros are going to go like, oh, how cold is it? Well, exactly. Now you know how we feel. Point four. Last year's world in Duberdorf was also a challenging venue to make exciting, but at least they had an, over an overhead cable cam at the start finish to liven up the broadcast. Yeah. How could this happen in Belgium of all places? the birthplace of cyclocross and the first world championships for any new fans of the sport. There are so many new fans of cycling this year and they're getting all of their excitement from rewatching races in the past. I'd hate for the future fans to rewatch Fayetteville worlds and consider it boring. I'd love to continue with this dialogue via email <laughs> if you're into it. Casey, 
Um, at the end, Love does it. it say if Casey works for some sort of cable cam corporation? <laughs> I know, right? Like <laughs> Casey Witt, PA for hire. <laughs> yeah. I agree with the, the points, though. Yeah, it could have been. We've definitely seen more at other races. So The onus is on Fayetteville to, I mean, we don't know what the course is going to look like. We don't know what anything is going to look like. I, I, At this point, I'm starting to be a little worried that we haven't seen or heard anything. Um, but regardless of how good or, or, or not good the course is, if it looks good on TV, it's going to be a success. I, I just been, I'm a little concerned about the funding behind Fayetteville worlds. I just don't know if they're going to have the money to make this thing go off. Mm. Um, just, Mm. just a little Mm -hmm. tight, tight budget. They're relying Mm. on some wind energy firm from Idaho. (laughs) Uh, Call back. What was that? What was the name of that company? Exergy that Exergy. sponsored the USGP. Yeah. yeah, yeah, great stuff. I had their top cap hey, on my stem. I wow. oh, do you still? Wow, I think I might. Yeah, nice. Um, so great email, Casey Spencer. I'm with you. I think Fayetteville really needs to step up their game. We really got to Americanize it. Um, I, make this... I I haven't even heard who's playing the halftime show for Fayetteville. <laughs> I, I hope the I hope that Fayetteville promoters though convince the UCI to put everything onto one day again. Just like hey, it was such a huge success for Louisville. We all got to go over to the Sound Pony in Tulsa to hang out because we're looking for a cool bar <laughs> and it's three hours away. Um, so yeah, we got to uh, <laughs> we got to do what it takes. I every year at Worlds, I I imagine it's on one day, and I almost forget to wake up on Saturday and watch the women's race because I'm so it's in my brain of like no Worlds is just a one day event and. World Cups are on Sunday, yeah. so it's got to be on Sunday. And then sometime on Friday, I have this realization like, no, 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 it's tomorrow. I got to wake up. I got to remember to watch that. Yeah. And you're like, I was there. It was definitely one day. It was a one day, <laughs> but it was also on Saturday. So it's a disconnect in my brain, you know? Yeah. yeah. Peloton Security. Hi, slow riders. Just a quick note from your resident PhD computer scientist listener. Uh oh! Wow! Humble, humble brag! Humble brag! Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good. Yeah, that was solid. I can't wait to party with you at uh, Cyclocross <laughs> Worlds, Bowers. This is gonna be amazing. I I love that entry. That is a great great entrance. Okay. Anyways, these days, internet connected appliances like Peloton bikes are running full fledged computer operating systems, just like your phone and laptop. But there's no way Peloton has really thought about the fact that their bike could be a security threat. So unlike Apple and Microsoft, they haven't been focusing on security the way Apple and Microsoft have full top-tier security teams working on their security. And yet, even they still get hacked. Add to this line, or add to this the fact that many similar internet-connected appliances you have owned or pawned is in professional hacking competitions at speeds that would make Sam Bennett envious. And it is completely correct that the NSA would not allow a Peloton bike onto a secure White House network. It's like letting Wout Van Aert into the breakaway. Good way to get yourself owned. <laughs> love the pod, Bowers. Yeah. Okay, John Bowers coming through. This is our, I love this. We now have a resident PhD computer scientist um, to, to just get us mm-hmm. through the, the hardness. So appreciate that. If you can help me figure out how I can connect my Garmin to my phone, uh, it, it, they, they're just, sometimes it just doesn't upload. It, mm-hmm. I could really use some help there. Yeah. Maybe he could help us with the strength of our passwords too. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I use the same password for all of my things, and I'm wondering if I should, you know, mix it up every once yeah. in a while, or if this is probably fine. It's probably fine. Yeah. That's probably it, fine. Is, is the password still Peter Sagan rules with a Z? Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> Hang on. I got to change some things. Hang on. What's really crazy as we get into this, you guys have known my password for that I finally changed for everything. It's it's no longer even my password for um, many things. Oh, but man. yeah, it's that thing was around for a long time. Like, I was I, so proud of that. Password. I can't use your Netflix anymore. <laughs> no, no, God, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, so anyways, John does bring up a good point. Of course, we were talking about how the Secret Service and NSA did not let or we're not going to let the Bidens bring in the Peloton bike into the White House because of the secured network. I had no idea that there's a full like that much of an operating system on those Peloton bikes. So I do appreciate um, mm. that feedback. So it sounds to me like there's a market to invent a Peloton competitor that is uh, security minded. Yes. You guys think we could get some VC money for that? Probably. We already got a we already got a computer science guy. Yeah, we got a, a staff computer science PhD. Yeah. Yeah, we got a we got a PhD, and then we have the programmer. We have the developer that can get it get it through, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Work out yeah. Any of the bugs. I'll, um, I'll knock that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can just knock that out in about ten minutes. Um, I yeah. I I, th- I think that there is some money here. Um. I I did not check to see how uh, Biden's uh, or how Peloton stock went up after the whole like Peloton Biden um, snap. Yeah, I mean any press is good press, right? Well, you can tell this was big deal because we got another email. Biden's Peloton <laughs> uh-huh. loved the recent pe- podcast about President Biden's Peloton bike. Since President Biden is getting up in years, does Peloton offer a recumbent version? Do you need to use a tall orange safety flag when riding inside? Thanks, Lantern Rouge, Eric Holman. Oh, my (laughs) goodness. This is such a great idea. Spencer, can we combine the secure operating system of a Peloton-style bike but put it on a recumbent? Yeah. you know, theoretically, it's possible, but it would never happen because uh, the type of guy that's going to buy a recumbent Peloton is absolutely a tinkerer and is going to do all that stuff himself. Um, and there's no way that it's going to stay secure. Um, oh, God, no. Like, okay, he's the type of guy that puts it together by going to the bike shop. He's like, hey, can you put that together? But do you mind if I watch? Mm-hmm. Oh, what are you, what are you doing now? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Can all, I, can I, all of the hey. all of our mechanic friends that listen to the show just collectively groaned all at once. Yeah. Hey, if you guys tell you what, why don't you guys go into your fr- go into your friendly local bike shop, tell them the Slow Ride podcast sent you. Go in there uh-huh. with I don't know a half rebuilt hub, something you've been tinkering with in the garage that you have totally messed up, mm-hmm. and you're almost too ashamed to go in. Tell you what, Slow Ride podcast advice, top advice on the pod. Take it in there. It's okay. Swallow the demons. Take it in. And when you go talk to your mechanic, just ask her. Just say, hey, do you mind if I watch you fix that? And then just kind of like ask every 10 seconds, every single tool that she's grabbing to try to fix the whole like cassette. So what is that? 
What's just, what's the official name of that? Yeah, I need to yeah. jot this down. Yeah, uh, does Park Tool like? Can I buy that? Um, oh, okay. Oh, I found it here on Amazon, and just <laughs> they'll love you. You'll be favorite person to head into the bike shop. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so guys, obviously the other big news buried to the end of the Slow Ride podcast. I was expecting so much more. I was expecting saving the new education first kit mm. to be the reveal of all reveals mm -hmm. to be, but to dump it on a Friday <laughs> afternoon news dump. Yeah. The only thing that would have been better is to do it on the Friday of the Super Bowl. Right. That's when they announced that Lance Armstrong was not going to be um, <laughs> federally right. prosecuted by, I think, U.S. Attorney a Andrew Bassett. I wonder what happened to that guy's career. Not much. But I will say, shocked that they released this education first disaster Whoa. of a kit uh, on a Friday. Well, not, not uh, actually, I'm not shocked. That, no that they released it on a Friday. Let's, yeah, let's let's reserve our judgment for next week's rankings. Mm -hmm. Hotly okay. anticipated rankings. Okay, now we, we kind of know where Tim's coming in, but yeah. maybe he'll turn a corner uh, over the week as it sinks in a little bit. Yeah, spend some time with it. So they Tim, went. Spend some time with they, it. They 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 went the way of the whole release being around. We're not cutting any corners. We don't want to get in trouble with the UCI. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they did the old theater in the round, for those of you that have been to West Bank of Minneapolis, of putting the blueprints yep. on the outside of your remodel, of, of your jersey, on the jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's clever. Tim is not impressed at all. At least it's not hair. At least it's not hair. That wow. is Anybody the title of this episode. Knows wow. where I'm I'm there voting for the quick step kit next week. <laughs> um, I don't I don't have the angry feelings you have, Tim, but you know. Well, I think it like what So then I'm being led to believe because this thing is uh, you guys know my feelings. This thing is so trash. Wow. That I am wondering <laughs> if okay. this is the real kit. Oh. And here's and hear me out on this. All right. Because remember, uh -huh. remember they did the all black kit at Tour Down Under, and they that did, people yeah. were like, "Oh, that's the kit," and it got news, and it was like, "Wow, that's a pretty good kit, right?" right. Then they come out and they have the the tie dye kit from two years mm -hmm. ago, and it's like, "Holy crap, bucket hats! This thing is like so hideous. It's good." Little guy like takes it first pick in the jersey draft. And you're mm -hmm. like, "Oh, little guy Over is Mitch. swearing by that kit." Like l l last year for little guy, was it two years they had this tie dye? Like Pretty they much. were little changes, yes. Like little guy was stoked. He's like, oh my god, this is I love this team again. And then at the Giro, they bust out the Palace skateboards duck helmet. They get fined four thousand Swiss francs or whatever by the UCI. Uh -huh. Amazing story. Everyone's talking about it. Mm -hmm. And then they so just do a Friday dump of like a. This is not that kit. This is not. But, there's no way. But they and, thought, and and they had a, they have a new title sponsor. They have a new title sponsor, uh, uh -huh. Nippo from Japan. Yeah. You can't even see their logo on the kit itself. It's a little tiny above the shoulder, the same size as the Colombian foundation. That is, mm -hmm. but Nippo got a lot more credit than the Colombian. I don't know. It just something I, about uh, this stinks. Of there's going to be a lot of non-compliant kits throughout the year. 
Mm-hmm. I thought for sure we had left Conspiracy Corner in last week's episode, but mm-hmm. you make a good argument. I, I, it, I don't know if you could hear the physical pain in my voice as I had to say <laughs> that out loud. I know. I, yeah, I saw your eyes bl- lighting up when I was walking through this. Like you hadn't thought of this, and I, I appreciate I, that I, honesty. I honest. had not. Um, I mean, it looks fine enough. It's a, it's a, a, you know, kind of a pendulum swing back to the middle of a kind of, you know, fine but boring kit, which is the whole Peloton, to be frank. But yeah, that's not what they're known for, is it? I think they well, might have another card up their sleeve. We know they have at least one card because it's, it's pink. And the, the color is great, but it's going to mm-hmm. clash when they get to the Giro. So we know we're for surely going to get something else at the Giro. Like without a doubt. They're doing, they're doing, they're, at least they're going to have to do the old Onse, where you're one color mm-hmm. and then you, you yeah. have to switch to the other color. So, so. Well, what is there? I mean, let's be honest here on a couple of things. And I, I think we're all in a gr- They made a lot of money and a lot of publicity with that Palace skateboarding kit. Yeah. yeah, which is like, and they had to pay a four thousand dollar fine to the UCI. Well, you think the UCI is going to be like, oh, we're going to take away your your World Tour license? They can't even find sponsors for <laughs> you have Bike Exchange. You have Bike Exchange sponsoring Mitchelton Scott now. Like that, there is a sub- complete lack of sponsors out there. And Education First is going to want to be known. They are in the game to sell kits and make money. They sold out of those Palace skateboard kits so fast. At mm-hmm. ridiculous prices, mm-hmm. that it is seriously that they are going to be, they're going to have more than three kits this year, guaranteed. Like oh, all yeah. of them are going to be crazy, different things. This thing is a bookmark for the training races in Australia that were canceled. This is the <laughs> wear it from home, look kind of cool, yeah, and that's yeah. it. I, think- I was curious, um, so I just pulled up on eBay here. Um, to see if there were any of the Palace EF kits available. And uh, there are a couple jerseys going for around $400 um, for a cycling jersey right now. It's um, like Barbara Streisand tickets. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's an unopened one uh, for 1500 Best Offer, which I feel like is uh, just kind of a shot in the dark there. Uh, but, yeah, they are. Uh, <laughs> you don't think they'll get that? <laughs> I don't it's know. Un- it's unopened. Trust me, I never unzipped this Ziploc bag. <laughs> yeah, average price looks around maybe six hundred dollars actually. Skin suit here for going for seven, a little over seven. Uh, yeah, the market is real, and I don't think they're going to turn their back on it. That's a strong point, Tim. I, I don't hate this kit with the same veracity that you do, but I, I, you have convinced me that it's probably not the last one. I'm going to keep my head on a swivel. Watching for that EF kit. Oh, yeah. So That's when not... we do the draft next week, can you mm-hmm. buy stock in the EF kit as a whole, or are you just mm-hmm. buying on this monstrosity? Like, right? Like, what? Like, or can you take it and you're like, oh, I'm buying a future here. I... I'm going to hold this one long. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, it's, well, I guess that depends if you pick it higher than you pick it before me, me or Spencer, because you'd be definitely that. I, I think it's a decent kit, especially when you look at the rest of the Peloton, a bunch of garbage. So, well, um, yeah, and the problem, Tim, is if you uh, if you try to short sell on this kit and think it's going to be devalued later, and me and little guy come in and really pump it up, uh, you could really be in a tough situation. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And I, <laughs> I'm just going to need to get bailed out by quality kits <laughs> like AG2R uh-huh. and Cofidis. So I'll be all right. Yep. Well, that doesn't seem fair. We're going to have to get that uh, legislation. Actually, to get bailed out, I'll just call up Cofidis for, mm-hmm. for a loan. <laughs> you could also call Credit Agricole. Yeah. See if they'll come out of retirement. Well, oh, I hope so. I get that old I, money. I do want to just, I, I know we're wrapping up the podcast here. It's been great. I'm in the market for a Faso Bordelow kit. I'm just going to say it out there. I, I, I finally need to just go out and get the whole thing. After hearing Heinrich Hausler talk about it, the blue, the blue shorts. I mean, because the colored bibs are clearly coming back into fashion. And oh, they were on the... I mean, it's it's ridiculous how many of them now I see. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. The Faso Bordelow with the blue bibs. Oh, so mint. But you're not mm-hmm. into the EF kit. They have the dark blue, like navyish bibs. Yeah, Movistar has a beautiful... Uh, dark blue when they when they brought in the go, the gradient uh, a yeah. few years ago yeah, yeah. um from that it have was actually we, um, the only gradient that looked good have we ever mentioned that ag2r has brown shorts on this podcast um, they do i'll have to double check i don't think we have i don't know let's ask uh let's ask warren <laughs> episode 280 maybe we, we talked about him then oh <laughs> uh, anyway well, gentlemen, if you don't have anything else to add, I think next week we're going to be digging right into the men's and women's jersey drafts. Super stoked on that. Mm-hmm. And we'd like to thank all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. You can also email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com and find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Slow Ride Pod. We'd like to thank BK1 of Rhymesayers Entertainment for the intro and outro music. And if you head over to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee you can find out about Grimper Brothers Coffee and head to bucklerskincare.com to get your very own tub of Miracle Wap the tingle is the miracle and with that this is Tim Vanderhaze in Orlando, Florida uh, this is Matt Vander Allen Minneapolis, Minnesota and this is Spencer Vanderhaze in Boston, Massachusetts reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Hey, I'm going to go eat a donut. Hey, I'm going to go eat a donut. Hey, I'm going to go eat a donut. I'm going to go eat a donut. Wow. What an episode. That was amazing. When that one person said that thing and then the other person totally like set them straight. Oh, man, that was great. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that again. But hey, since I have your attention now, hello, cyclocross friends, new friends and old friends and soon to be friends. My name's Bill. I host a, another show on the Wide Angle Podium Podcast Network. It's called Cyclocross Radio, and we talk to the biggest stars in cyclocross and even the medium stars in cyclocross and some of the soon-to-be stars in cyclocross. We also have a panel discussion we call the Media Pit with my buddy Zach and Michael where we go over all of the new 
rules that might be coming out and the calendar situations and races that happen. It's a great time. It's a great conversation. We built an amazing community that we want you to be part of. So go to wideanglepodium.com, become a member there, then go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Cyclocross Radio. Do it. Do it now. Cyclocross friends.